0: Hey, now that we're a family podcast listeners, we're so excited about today's episode because Katie and I are finding ourselves enjoying marriage almost like it's new to Katie and I, and I mean, we're, I think we're still considered newlyweds. We've only been married for five years. No, no, four years. We've only been married for four years. Um, but even in those four years, we've had seasons, we've had valleys, we've had mountaintops. And uh, we just really feel like this week, the Lord has given us an, a new and refreshing perspective on marriage. And it's kind of been in the context of going through the hardship of life. I know everybody's experiencing this uh this coronavirus pandemic and the the fallout from it in their own unique way. And Katie and I have certainly had some personal challenges with it and we've had some marital challenges with it. Uh, And yet in the midst of all those things, I feel like the Lord's been gracious and showing to us how sweet marriage can be. And so we wanna share some of those thoughts with you. And I hope that uh, if you're a married person, that you find joy in being married and you find that to be the blessing that God says that it is and that he created it to be. And if you're not married, I hope that you are able to get married because it's an awesome blessing and a joy. Hey.
1: Today's recording finds us in Elisha's closed real estate office, and I don't know if you guys can hear the air conditioning blowing, but it's blowing.
0: Yeah, well, Katie and I, for those of you that have been listening consistently, you know that we moved out of our apartment uh, four four weeks ago now, so this is our third podcast. Well, this is our third podcast that we've recorded since moving out of our apartment and we've kind of we've had to get pretty creative on finding places to record our podcast yeah since we haven't out.
1: we haven't done the same place twice so if that tells you something <laughs> yes that's right and we haven't found our spot yet
0: yeah it's crazy how small our travel trailer feels when you are looking for a quiet space
1: you, oh, yeah. you can't just like can
0: you can't just like put the kids to bed and then go find a quiet room or find a room that they can't hear you from uh, cause it's just all one, one room.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, the way to, the way that it works is we turn on this fan that is in the trailer and it is so loud, mm. which is pretty awesome. It is. It's really loud. Uh, and so then we close our little dinky blinds to our room and then we like whisper in our room really quietly. So there's like no way we're recording the podcast back there because you couldn't hear us even over the fan, even if we weren't whispering.
0: That's right. And I think as you know, spring continues and it turns into summer, we hope that we'll be able to record it outside after the kiddos go to bed.
1: Yeah, that's that's our hope. That's
0: the hope and that's our goal, but it's still it's kind of freezing cold outside when it gets dark right now.
1: <laughs> it is. I don't know. I don't know. We don't have a long-term game plan, but I think we have a game plan for this month, which is coming here yes. to the brokerage and hiring a babysitter. Yes. It's kind of like a date night. A date night with the podcast, only we're the ones like making the podcast, <laughs> which is fun for us. It is fun for us. I feel us. like it's like a hobby for us.
0: Yeah, and so I I think I probably mentioned it in the introduction, but Katie and I are thoroughly excited about marriage right now. Again. Again. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we are never unexcited, but it is funny how uh, certain seasons will, you know, make, it, it's just, I think it's like human nature, you know, and the devil loves to work his way into your marriage in a subtle way. And all of a sudden, you know, passion dissipates and it can become apathy. And then apathy can become resentment even. And, and resentment can become bitterness. and Bitterness can become death. That's, wow. I don't know. I don't know if that's wow. how it works. That I
1: just <laughs> was a dramatic progression. I do feel like, because everybody is finding themselves or most of us are finding ourselves in a different living situation than we have been in, regardless of that, like maybe your husband's a necessary worker. What do you call those people? An essential workforce or something? Yeah. But people in the essential workforce are working like a lot more or having a higher demand typically. So maybe that's hard on your marriage because you as the other spouse are staying home a lot more, or maybe you're both at home now with the kids mm. or maybe you have kids that are home from school and it's funny cause I, you know, I follow a lot of mom Instagrammers. I kind of am one and a lot of homeschooling moms are saying you guys, this is not what homeschooling's like like we're going crazy too like yes. even if you're used to homeschooling or working from home or whatever you're used to having those times and I say this from being a homeschooler of getting out and socializing mm-hmm. and going and doing extracurricular activities and like it doesn't just mean you're just sitting at home and you can't go anywhere. yeah so I think regardless of what your life was like before this time, it's different and any anytime yeah. there's different difference anytime I don't know there's change. That can result in stress and strain in the family dynamic and especially on your marriage. 100%. And I think we definitely felt that, I don't know, on and off. Yep. It just, it builds and it goes away and you just have to keep working through it.
0: Yeah. And I found myself, I think kind of almost believing this truth. I I would bump into uh, maybe like my younger brothers or some cousins um, and they would say things like, well, boy, I'm just grateful that I don't have children or I'm not married during this crazy time in, in the history of the world, because there would be that much, that many more responsibilities that I'd have to, to, you know, look after. And I would kind of agree with them in the moment and say, yeah, you're right. You know, like the more children you have or, you know, if you're married, it's that that many more people to, to think of and to take care of it during a crazy time in life. Uh, and I found myself kind of almost be- believing that and thinking, yeah, like this is more stressful. It's more challenging. It's more difficult to have a family in the midst of a crazy, uh, you know, kind of crisis. But then I realized that's not at all what the Bible says. And I was really convicted that I had let myself go to this place of almost feeling like a victim or feeling you know some sympathy for myself for having to carry this weight of children and and providing for my wife over the throughout this season that's really crazy in the world because the bible makes it clear a wife is a just a straight up blessing she is the greatest asset if you will to me and my life, regardless. Well, I mean, especially, you know, in a challenging season. And again, children are only referred to as a blessing in the Bible. It doesn't say when the economy is great or when your community is healthy, then it's a blessing to have children. It just says children are a blessing. The end, period, forever. They're always, they're an eternal soul that's always going to be a blessing. And I had found myself not conforming my mind to God's word, um, but instead I was being influenced by I guess, fear and this perspective that was coming from the world.
1: It's so easy to do that. And I think it was really inspirational and enlightening for me to hear Elisha explain that to me because I think so often, like you said, we picture, oh, well, marriage is a blessing in a perfect world kind of, or in a certain economy. And then we get thrown into this hard time where we're maybe together all the time or we're rubbing each other wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's like no, like this is a good thing. The Mm -hmm. Lord intended us to be married and to lean into each other and to be each other's teammates during this time. It's so cool that we aren't alone Yes, and that I have a husband who's protecting me and taking care of me during this time and not just, it's not just someone else whose emotions you have to worry about or Mm -hmm. whose needs you have to worry about. And I think sometimes when we are looking at the world from a place of lack or a place of, I don't know, like everything's going away. So that we love and like, so we're just like clinging, I guess, onto what we have a scarcity mindset. That's what I'm looking for. We start to think, okay, how do I get my needs met? How do I like, this person's taking from me, that person's taking from me, this person's rubbing on me, this person's stressing me out instead of like, looking at marriage is like no this is a life-giving relationship or it It can be when we look at it that way right and when we have this perspective of abundance then we can see that the lord placed that person in our lives not just for the good times but for the hard times too and there's an incredible blessing in that a
0: huge blessing in it and unfortunately katie and i kind of found ourselves at a low point in our marriage maybe a week or a week and a half ago Mm -hmm. and it was really the result of doing exactly what you were saying Katie i think it was having this scarcity mindset and i was looking at it from my perspective which is okay you know i'm i'm laid off from my job we didn't we weren't able to buy this house that we were hoping to purchase we're living in uh, you know uh, it we're loving our living situation but it's not what we had foreseen it
1: had been like a week and a half of rain so you take a trailer and then you take a rainy outdoors and you're just on top of each other a lot more than what we hope for, you know, yeah. cause we're up there for the spring and summer, not, not for the rainy months. Right. So <laughs> right. that's a different challenge.
0: And it's crazy how my, I became so self-consumed in trying to think about how I could get my needs met. You know, how am I going to, uh, get a job, you know, or get my job back or how am I going to get my businesses doing better so they can kind of compensate for the lack of job that I have now. And, uh, when I was viewing life from that lens, through that perspective of my needs, it was crazy how I started viewing you as like an antagonist, yeah. Which is so backwards because I was I, all of a sudden started viewing you as one more person that I needed to you know, maybe take care of. I was thinking, OK, well, I've got to take care of myself. But first, I've got to take care of the kiddos and then I've got to take care of my wife. And then I've got to you know find a way to pay for the groceries or whatever it is. And then I'll take care of myself rather than looking at Katie and I as a unit, a team, which the Bible is so clear on that. You know, we're one flesh. We are the same person here. And we're fighting for the same goal, but I wasn't acting that way. I was acting like she was going one direction and I was going another direction. And who knows, maybe we were, but the fact is that we didn't talk about it. I didn't know. We didn't really have a conversation regarding that.
1: Well, I think just bottom line, your perspective plays a huge role in how you're viewing your spouse at this time. I think it's easy for Elisha and I to start thinking of practical stuff or tactical stuff or, okay, we need to do this. We need to do that where actually sometimes just changing your perspective can all of a sudden make that person seem not like an antagonist, but it's like, wow, I am so glad they're on my side. Mm. I am so glad that my spouse has these strengths. And I think it's like this in marriage all the time. If we play a track of our spouse's weaknesses over and over Mm. and over, we will see those weaknesses. They will ride on us. We will hate them for it. Or like when we play the dating track where we're overlooking the weaknesses and we're Mm. thinking wow i love this about my spouse i love this about my spouse then we start to have those feelings and those are the things that we see it's our minds are just incredible and sometimes it's not so much the practical stuff that's important as the big picture in how we're viewing marriage and in how we're viewing our spouse because i really feel like we live into our expectations of our of our marriage uh
0: uh-huh. yeah, that's so profound katie and i think that you're right you can you know tell yourself how to view your spouse through even looking at it through the lens of more a closer i guess more through the lens that you look through when you were dating where mm-hmm. you were always trying to impress your spouse and you were only seeing the good in them you can still do that as a married couple. You can choose to see that through them. And then not only that, you can go to the power of God's word. And that's really, I think, what started transforming my mind is reading these verses that maybe they are so familiar to us that we we uh, we, we treat them like cliches or, I don't know, platitudes. But they are God's word. They are profound truth. And I love that the proverb said that he that findeth a, findeth a wife findeth a good thing. And receiveth favor from the Lord. I'm thinking, boy, that's that's my wife. My wife right Aww. here is a blessing from the Lord, and I'm able to receive favor from the Lord through my wife. I also love this passage in Proverbs 12:4. Says, "A wife of noble character is her husband's crown." And I think about that. Katie is just phenomenal character, and you know, throughout this this season where maybe our marriage wasn't where... Maybe my character hasn't been so phenomenal. Well, no, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say quite the opposite. Even when we were a little bit at odds with each other, not once did I question your character or your integrity. Uh, I was letting you get under my skin in just very superficial and silly ways. But the fact that I can trust your character and your integrity, that's just a crown on my head. I feel like a a, a straight-up king. I I feel like royalty. And that's what the Bible says as opposed to, it says, but a disgraceful wife is like decay in his bones and I'm so grateful that you have such great character Katie that I can just trust and I can look to as being a gift from the Lord um and so I love I mean I wrote down a bunch of these marriage verses and it's funny how looking at them through the lens uh, that I've been looking at them through over the last couple of days, which has just seen the blessing in marriage. Even the fact that God created, you know, the wife and he gave Adam or sorry, gave he gave Eve to Adam as a help meet. I was thinking, boy, that's again an asset to Adam. It was not good for Adam to be alone. It's not good for man to be alone. And so he's blessed, you know, God blessed Adam with a bride, with a wife. And I've just been dwelling on those things and in dwelling on those biblical truths, I've found so much joy and I guess love, a new a newfound love for my amazing my amazing wife.
1: That's so sweet. And I love though how when you pulled out that we were created as the woman as a helpmeet. And I think sometimes in hard times we get scared as women. We get nervous about what's going to happen, and we could take that out on our husbands. And instead of viewing ourselves as helpmeets and being like, okay, my husband's under stress here, too. He's probably scared about the future, too, whether he's telling me it or he's not telling me, and our communication is kind of different during this time. How can I help him get through this? Not again having that scarcity mindset of, okay, how do I get my needs met? He's not filling my needs. I'm scared. I'm you know, and then chipping away at his confidence or chipping away, um, feeling like that dead weight or that burden or that dependent that he just has to take care of we're a team here and as women I know I'm saying this because this is just dawning on me as Elisha's reading these verses I need to be rising up and being like how can I help you and seeing his needs before he says them and looking to serve in any way that I can instead of just hanging on for dear life and pulling him down with me. You know, it could be easy to feel like you're drowning in an ocean and you're just going to take your husband down with you. And that's not the wife that I want to be. I want to be a problem solver and helping him out of the situation.
0: Uh, That's who I've known you to be, Katie. That's for sure. Throughout the history of our marriage is that you are a problem solver. You are an initiator. And I, and I love that. I'm so grateful that you, you fit. I mean, you just are the ideal wife in my mind. You're my ideal wife, well, that's for I sure. Well, I
1: hope I'm your ideal wife because yeah. I hope I'm the only one you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: anyways, that that was a couple points. That was, that was supposed to be the introduction, but don't worry. It's not going to be an ultra long episode, but that was just kind of the introduction because Katie had that's some phenomenal so points and some resources that she was going to share with you folks um, that have been a huge blessing to her and I.
1: Oh yeah. So I feel like that really set me up to have some great resources. But then I looked at my notes and I was like, I do have a great resource for you guys. Actually, it's another podcast because I was listening this week to the Faithful Life podcast and Matt and Lisa are a couple that I've, known since I was like 12, 13, 14 years old. And Elisha and I used to go to church with them in Bend and I just respect them so, so much. You know, there's those people that you meet online or you see online and you wonder if their relationship is real, if their faith is real and as vibrant as it looks like it is Hmm. online. And Matt and Lisa are those people. We respect their marriage so much. They're The joy of the Lord is in them. They are such servants. Like, I can't think of uh, better role models outside of our family, probably. Yes. Than, than Matt and Lisa. I've been really encouraged by their marriage. Yeah,
0: we really look up to Matt and Lisa in a lot of ways, um, and especially in their marriage. You know, we yes. they, they have a fun marriage. It's effective. You know, they're like a powerhouse uh, team that impacts many lives, but they also have a blast with one another, and they get one another. And, and so I feel really grateful that we've been able to spend as much uh, in-person time with them as we yeah, have. Yeah,
1: there are a couple that have been married for I don't even know how many years. Yeah. 20, 30 years. I think it's I like
0: 98. Know. Yeah, 98 <laughs> years. No, I'm joking they're young
1: um, they've been married for such a long time though and they still have that spark they still flirt they still they they just have that fun side of them but like Elisha said they're also a very effective couple that knows when to be serious mm-hmm. uh, how to have those hard conversations I just really respect them anyways that said they have an incredible podcast called Faithful Life and I was listening to it this week because they were talking about how hard times Uh, how to not let hard times damage your marriage. And Elisha and I are definitely just students at this time, and we always want to be students, but we just want to hear other people's perspectives and what are things we can be missing here. Um, A really great point that they had, I want to point you to that whole podcast, but a point that they were talking about was that hard times reveal who you are, when it comes down to your character, when it comes down to how your relationship actually is. And when it puts, when all this strain comes on your marriage, when you're all of a sudden in these confined quarters, when you're seeing Hmm. each other all the time, yeah, there's going to be things that get on your nerve about the other person that didn't because you were going about your life, but there might be bigger issues that are brought to light Hmm. because of all that time. And so to really look at this time as a blessing To think, okay, the Lord's kind of putting us in this furnace. He's putting us in this fire. And maybe we need to overlook each other's faults. But maybe there's some things in our marriage that we've just not addressed. Mm -hmm. And we've been able to do that because I've kind of lived more my own life. Mm -hmm. Elisha's lived his own life. And there's issues in our unity at its core Mm -hmm. that we just are pushing off and and we can ignore. And those things are going to crop up. Those are the things I feel like crop up in 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. You were able to put off your whole life and all of a sudden you're sick of putting up with them.
0: Wow. That's, I mean, that's a sobering thought on one hand, Katie, because I know that that's a reality in so many relationships and how quickly that could become a re- reality in our relationship. Yeah. Where just because of the busyness of life and the flow of life, you, you are able to kind of skirt around Certain, I guess, hurts or shortcomings or deeper, deeper issues of your marriage. Uh, So on one hand, it's really a sobering and potentially scary thought, but on the other hand, it's a really empowering and, like you said, exciting thought. The fact that we've got this opportunity in history to address some of these deeper issues and to cut them off and to, you know, it always stinks. I mean, in the moment, it is always such a bummer to
1: like do surgery on your marriage. Yes.
0: And you're just like, oh my word, just long conversations and tears and hurt feelings. And, but when you are able to find reconciliation and there is healing on maybe a long standing hurt or there's understanding on a subject that you've always felt misunderstood on, Boy, is it always so worth it. And it's oh, just it like is. the best thing ever. The thing
1: is, though, like after I feel like you have a wound there, like you've had to cut open your marriage, you've had to do some surgery, you sew it back up. And then it's such a tender spot for a while. You know, like it's like, OK, we're close, but you feel so fragile. Sure. Once yeah. you go through something like yeah. that and you're just like, oh, like, but it's so cool. I feel like a week or two or once you've had time to build up some trust and some confidence and yes. see some response from your spouse or from yourself, then it's just like. I don't know. I just really feel like marriage blossoms. Mm. Um, maybe pruning would have been a good example. Yes. That's right. <laughs> pruning a tree. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So I just thought that was a really cool perspective. Again, it's a perspective of how we can view this time. And I know that Elisha and I have had some of those conversations. I think one way to work through them is not making them big drawn out things, but just keeping short accounts mm. like, Hey, today, when you, you've said this a couple of times to me, and I think it's been really helpful like, hey, Katie, today, just so you know, we, the way you said this, this has gotten on yep. my nerve. This has bothered me. And just not making it a huge, like, meltdown or issue. Yeah. But, I don't know, sometimes it's possible to do those things. Sometimes it's not, depending yes. on how touchy the topic is, but keeping short accounts during this time, I think has been really helpful for Elisha and I.
0: Yeah. I've had to learn to do that over the course of our marriage because Katie's really good at communicating in real time and letting me know what she's thinking, what she's feeling, which is just a great, I think, asset as a husband to be able to know. I mean, just husbands aren't like known for their women's intuition, you know, like knowing what she's thinking you're or knowing good, what though. she's feeling. Uh, well, you make me seem good because you tell me, which I'm really grateful <laughs> no. for.
1: Yeah. You guys know if you, if you're a long time listener, I have to work on waiting to tell him. I can't tell him like in the heat of the moment. Yeah. That's well, not very helpful.
0: nevertheless, I've had to grow in communicating my thoughts or feelings or hurts. Um, and it, it, like you said, keeping in short accounts like real time. In, in real time, rather than letting them sit for a long time. And so I'm kind of just like fed up and bitter about it. And then I bring it up in a really lame way, you know, and like make you feel terrible about it. Um, I've, I've done that way too many times. And so I think Katie uh, and I are um, both growing in this, or no, <laughs> you're not growing cause you've already been good at it, but I'm growing at communicating more. I guess like punctually. <laughs>
1: yeah, there you go. Punctual communication. I think something also that's helped us during this time and that, well, actually this pulled us out of a slump is having a combined goal and a focus yes. for this time. So like whatever, whatever that is, like the Lord has still given us these days. Today is still gone at the end of 24 hours, you know, like, and it's not... A time to just get through mm. I think at the beginning of this whole situation I just was getting through I think a lot yes. of us were getting through and just like okay made it through another day one day closer to maybe being normal yes. well as our normal stretching out and we or the new normal is stretching out and we really don't know when stuff's gonna go back into motion yep. maybe it never will I feel like it's a time for us to be like okay Lord what do you have for our family during this time mm-hmm. what should we be about what should we be growing in which would we be learning in and when Elisha and I shifted our perspective from just getting through mm-hmm. the month or the day, two months or yeah. The day yeah, yeah with whatever coping mechanisms yes. kind of we needed um nothing like too dramatic I feel yes like that's like a no major drugs medication. or alcohol <laughs> nothing evil um but I feel like There are those things that as soon as we came on, sat down Mm -hmm. and we're like, okay, what can we do with this time? We crafted out a plan of Mm -hmm. how we could actually leverage this because there are a lot of ways that you can leverage the situation your family's in right now. Yes, Like I'm just confident of it that once you get to a point and it it can take, it took me some time. It took us both some time to just be able to get to that point, Mm -hmm. to be able to think creatively and like, proactively and productively yes but once you get to that point I want to suggest actually a tool we've talked about it before the expectation translator yeah and um, you just want to tell them the questions I don't know where it's linked on our website but I wrote down the questions sure and I think these are great questions to just write down separately Elisha and I do this when we are on the same page yes um, we write these answers down separately and then compare notes and it lets us know if we're on the same page if we aren't and it's a great way to talk through this time.
0: Yes, and so the, these are questions we ask under specific circumstances. And so, for instance, this would be the expect—sorry, this would be the expectation translator for this like Maybe home this- home quarantine season of life. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's
0: that's the context in which you'd ask these questions. And so you'd ask the question, "What is your goal?" Throughout this, you know, throughout the season of being quarantined. And
1: the best way to do this is to write them down on a piece of paper, like I said, and show each other the answers. Yes. Don't just talk this out. Yes. At least the first time. I wouldn't suggest talking it out because you want to see, like, if you're even hitting on the same page as your spouse.
0: Right. Right yeah exactly you don't want to influence their
1: yeah you don't want to influence them because sometimes if you have an agreeable spouse or a spouse that has a hard time communicating they'll just kind of be like oh yeah that's what like, I was thinking yeah too. that sounds pretty
0: good actually now yeah that like I think that's about what it. happens that, when Elijah and I talk that about that
1: sometimes but I want to hear what he's really thinking right and so
0: write these questions down on a piece of paper and then on your own answer them by writing down an answer so the first question is what is your goal The second question is, what does the ideal outcome look like? The third question is, what does the worst case scenario look like? The fourth question is, what are five things you want to be true of this experience? So that's a really fun, I think, thought, thought exercise to go through with your spouse. And like Katie said, it's crucial that you do it separately from each other and then come together and compare notes and get ideas from each other and then start working towards a common goal. Because like I said, Katie and I are in a place now where we're really enjoying marriage. I'm enjoying my wife. I'm enjoying the wife of my youth like the Bible tells me to do. I'm really good at being obedient to that Bible verse. Katie makes it easy to be obedient to that Bible verse. Uh, But something that kind of was a catalyst in us enjoying our marriage once again is this very practical tool and practically coming to an alignment and some goals. And in very even though like marriage is just it's relational and it's emotional and it's spiritual and it's complicated a lot physical. of times, yeah, it's definitely physical and a lot of times it can be a very simple practical goal. They can just kind of reunite you and realign your, your minds and your vision.
1: Cause it's really easy to be discombobulated because yes. you had your different goals. I mean, I had my goals at home with the kids and what I was doing, then we moved and all that changed and Elisha came home. So all of a sudden he doesn't have his goals or his direction right. with work and then we're just bumping into each other and stressing yes. each other out and exactly. neither of us have a plan and it's just like. But it's easy to have a plan for the other person. Yes. It's like, well, you should be doing this. Right. You know, when there's no set expectations or plans. This is also a great tool to use if maybe you're like me and you kind of crave more structure in the home or maybe your husband's home and he's used to the house being cleaner or that's like an environment that really weighs on him and you're like oh I don't really clean the house till you come home Hmm. or you're more cool with a free-flowing environment Mm -hmm. like it's just a time to talk through what are your ideals for structure Hmm. what are your expectations for structure and then also something that I think's been good for us is you do want to embrace each season for what it is yes and this season it is more stressful It is more trying. You're going to need more grace. And so one of the ways we've been giving yourself grace is having more times of just relaxing and more downtime that is intentional.
0: Hmm. Yes. I think it's easy to kind of be lackadaisical through this if you've got extra time on your hand, but you don't really even experience the rest that can come from intentional rest. And so Katie and I have been making a point that if we're going to rest, if we're going to relax, then we make it intentional and we even plan it ahead of time. And it becomes so guilt-free and just you can fully embrace it and enjoy it together. There's
1: something totally different than like watching a bunch of YouTube videos or social media or like watching movies or like going and getting a treat and saying, hey, tonight's going to be a movie night. And, you know, like just the intention and setting it aside. You don't feel like you're falling into this crutch. Yes. It protects your confidence. It protects your mental state. Although I say that. And we have, you know that chocolate at home? Yeah. Elisha I bought treats four nights ago. And we've been going to watch a movie and eat the treats for four nights.
0: We haven't been able to. We
1: haven't been able to because our, our goal, our united goal, is causing us to work every night. Yes. Which we're like, we kind of feel good about ourselves. So yeah. we're Well, we have that a blast working
0: nights. with each other. And we've been working until like 11 o'clock each night. Which yeah. has been kind of fun. It and then has. And we just go to bed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it has been fun. Uh, but anyways, yeah, just having that. That grace. A lot of things are easier said than done during this time, but those are some things that have genuinely made this time all of a sudden seem like an opportunity Hmm. and a blessing instead of a stressful time. It's given us some direction and. When we have direction, we're bumping into each other a lot less in a stressful way because we are a team and we are working towards a joint goal. And so I feel like we're looking at each other like, wow, thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing that. We're progressing somewhere. We aren't just existing. Yes. And we're also just looking at what the Bible says about marriage and trusting that to be true in this season. That's right. And seeing it to be true in this season.
0: That's right. Yeah. I've just, God's word is always so good. I mean, I'm just so grateful that he, I don't know. He just guides me and he directs me and he reproves me. And my thinking when left my own, it just, it errs. I err in my thinking all the time. And I lead myself astray when I'm left to my own thinking and my own devices. Uh, yet God's word is there. And I'm so grateful every time I go to it and it reminds me of his goodness and, the blessing of marriage. And I'm able to see marriage through that lens. I think God designed it to be seen through. And that is as a good thing, a gift from him. So that's kind of our heart. That's that's what we wanted to talk about today.
1: Yeah. We love you guys. We love your marriages and we're just praying for you during this time and during this season. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. You all are on our hearts because as we're walking through this, we know that you're walking through things that are so challenging during this time, way more, way more challenging than the situations we're in. And I don't know. You're just on our hearts Mm. and we just want you guys to know that.
0: Yeah. So hope you guys are encouraged. I hope you think marriage is awesome because it is. And I hope that you're able to actually experience your marriage being awesome as well. So until next time, bye-bye.
1: Bye.